Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. What is this project going to cost me? We dive into remodeling today. Whether it's a kitchen remodel or a bathroom remodel, what's it going to cost for a contractor to come in and take this project on for me? What's a window replacement going to cost? Maybe siding, roofing, maybe even a door or two. What are these projects going to cost? Today, we dive into the cost versus value index of what a project costs, what the return is, Am I gonna get any of this money back if I go sell the place? We're gonna dive into all those questions. What's a basic remodel cost versus something kind of nice? And what's the quality of materials mean for the overall price of the thing? Is that gonna be the drive or is it gonna be labor? All that and more on today's episode. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you coming. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House show. This is where we talk home improvement every single weekend. Thanks for joining us today. We've got a fun one ahead here because we're going to talk about, well, what does it cost? You know, remodeling and construction has gotten fairly expensive out there with everything going up. So I thought, you know, let's jump into the cost versus value report from 2022 here. we got some new numbers that came out. Uh, what does it cost for somebody to come in and do some work for you? So the first segment here I thought we'd talk about today is a kitchen remodel. What's a kitchen remodel cost if you're going to sit there and write a check to somebody? It's it kind of interesting. So let's talk about what this is. The cost versus value report is uh, used to be run by Remodeling Magazine, but at uh, costversusvalue.com is where you can get this. And this is uh, brought to you now by Zonda Media. Media. I'm not sure who that is, but they're used to be Remodeling Magazine, but it looks like they have taken over the report. And so this is some great information. So the numbers I'm going to give you here are in the national range. So they have a, a, a national average for this. And this is where it gets kind of interesting because for me, what I think is really strange is, is with these numbers is like in my area, for instance, and you can look in your area as well. This is, goes across the whole country, but some of these numbers here um, get very expensive in my area, and then some are not. So we're going to talk about that here today. So they've got two different types of, of kitchen remodel here on this list. And what they call a mid-range is at about $80,000. And then an upscale is about $158,000. And you think, oh, mid-scale, that's what I want to do. But let's talk about that because, you know, the details in these things are in the description of what you're going to do. So if you think about a major kitchen remodel, what they consider, and this is what the details are, update a 200-square-foot kitchen with a functional layout of 30 lineal feet of semi-wood semi -wood cabinets, including a 3x5 island, laminate countertops, not stone, not quartz, but laminate formica-type tops, standard double-tub stainless steel sink with standard single-level faucet, energy-efficient range, range hood that's vented, built-in microwave, dishwasher, garbage disposal, and custom lighting. Add new resilient flooring, so like vinyl flooring, finished with painted walls, trim, and ceiling. 
So they're saying nationally, a very basic budget kitsch remodel is 80 grand if you're going to write a check. Now, it's going to be more in a lot of different areas depending on where you're at. So let's talk about the upscale one here because this is where it gets interesting. This is kind of what I would say most people in the country think of a regular kitsch remodel. There's some exceptions here, but let's talk about it. So you're going to update the same 200-square-foot kitchen with the same 30 millennial fit of top-of-the-line custom white cabinets with built-in sliding shelves and other interior accessories. So those are typical stuff you'd put in your own, you know, mid-level kitchen. Uh, stone countertops uh, with a ceramic or glass-tile backsplash, pretty typical. Built-in refrigerator, commercial-grade cooktop, vent hood, wall oven, built-in microwave. Install a high-end undermount sink with designer faucets and water filtration system. Add new general task lighting, including low-voltage under-cabinet lights. Install tile or similar flooring that looks like wood. Now, I'll be honest, other than the built-in appliances, and I don't think they're really talking like Sub-Zero built-in, but more, you know, more of a built-in looking, like a, you know, more of a, oh, I don't know, like a cabinet depth refrigerator. They're not talking a $12,000 Sub-Zero here. They're talking about a cabinet depth refrigerator. $158,000. So that tells me across the U.S., that a mid-range kitchen remodel to what most people want to do. Now, I'm not talking a budget one, but just a mid-grade is about $158,000 right now. And that's pretty expensive for a lot of people. And that gets pretty interesting with that because other than, like I said, some of the appliances, and that's not getting into moving walls. That's not talking about taking out the load-bearing wall. That's not talking about doing a bunch of replumbing electrical there's some electrical with lights but you know many times you're putting in new you know five or six new circuits to meet code in there so just something to think about what a kitchen remodel is costing these days so if you get budget numbers out there you know 158 grand is uh what the number is now if you look here on the west coast where i'm located it gets a little more interesting so the upscale here that's 158 Pacific West Coast, 171000 So that kind of adds up. And, of course, every you can jump over to their website at uh, costversusvalue.com, and you can take a look and see what it costs in your area. But for a kitchen model, that starts to get up there. Now, here's the other part here. They do have what they call a minor kitchen model, which is what I call that fluff and buff, and they call that t- at 28000 $279. Now, this is just a basic, like, refresh, okay? So they're saying in this 200, same 200-square-foot 200 kitchen, you're going to leave the cabinet boxes in place but replace the fronts with new shaker-style wood panels and drawer fronts, so a reface, including new hardware, replace the cooktop oven range and slide and refrigerator with new energy-efficient models, maybe a new countertop, laminate and a new sink and faucet and some new vinyl flooring. That's it for 28 grand. So that tells you a lot about what this is going for here, because I tell you what, that starts to get pretty expensive. And I know a lot of people, if you're you know paying for a contractor to do that, that's what it's costing these days. And so, uh, you know, it's, you just got to be careful out there. And, and this is 
what we've been talking about as far as prices raising with construction and remodeling and that kind of stuff. And we're seeing that, you know, with, you know, labor prices through the roof, appliance prices are up and uh, materials out there. I just went down and was looking at drywall in my area here. Just a sheet of drywall was like 16 bucks here this last week when I walked in. A couple of weeks ago, it was 13 bucks. So it's gone back up again over the last couple of weeks. And so that gets interesting. So if you're worried about what it looks like in your area and you're like, oh, it's much cheaper here, just head over to costversusvalue.com and they have that information over there. So it's something to think about. Now, of course, you could probably cut this number by half, generally, if you're going to do this project yourself. But still, 158 grand, that's still, you know, 75 grand in materials if you're thinking about doing that without that. And of course, you're probably going to have to bring some trades in for that because you're not going to want to fabricate those stone or, you know, slab countertops yourself. So some of those things are end up going to end up being what they are, which means somebody else is going to have to do them. So you're not going to have that full little bit of uh, savings there, but you know, probably 75 to 80, you could do it yourself if you're writing the checks and doing 95% of the work. So something to think about. Hey, if you want more information, I'm going to post more information up this over at our Facebook page, which is Around the House Show. And make sure you join our ever-growing closed group because we've got so much more going on over there. And that's Around the House Nation. That's where you can post up your projects, ask questions. And uh, it is our safe and wonderful little place to do it. Now, when we come back, we're going to be talking about a bunch more projects. Maybe it's a bathroom remodel. Maybe it's some windows, siding. What's that going to cost you? What's a roof going to cost you? All that and so much more just as soon as Around the House returns. talking everything home improvement today on what's it cost? What does it cost to do remodeling? But first, before we jump into that, I wanted to say thank you to our Portland listening audience. You know, on uh, November 11th, Veterans Day, I did a telethon over at AM860, The Answer, and uh, I was on there with the legendary Bob Miller, and uh, I think that guy's got more radio history than I am alive even. He is an amazing radio veteran, as well as Jeff Tracy, the cowboy cook, the three of us came on and uh, with a lot of help from others, and we raised over $50,000 for the Clark County Veterans Assistance Center. So thank you all that joined us and donated and lend a hand for that. So really cool. We've been talking about today with what's it cost? And I wanted to dive into bathrooms right now because this is a big deal. What's it cost if you're just going to have somebody remodel your bathroom for you. Now, of course, it could be a lot cheaper if you're paying to have a little bit of it done and you're doing a lot of it yourself. DIY projects typically will be about half of what you see if because uh, you're taking labor out of it. That's just a general rule. Not always the case. Well, 
for them on this cost versus value report, a bathroom model nationally starts out about $27,000 and maxes out as an average at $82,882. So let's talk about this. So what do they call a mid-range bathroom model? So what's the space? They're going to call this, and these are the details that matter, five by seven bathroom. So this is your general hall bathroom. You know that one where it's in the hallway, a few bedrooms are, um, you know, accessing it, maybe the bathtub's at the end, and you've got the vanity and the toilet on the left or the right-hand sink with the, you know, with the bathroom coming on the end. That's your typical traditional hall bathroom. So you're going to update that existing five by seven bathroom, replace all the fixtures, include a 30 by 60 inch porcelain on steel tub with four by four inch ceramic tile surround. Ugh. Ouch. Nobody's doing that anymore. New single level, never temperature and pressure balance shower control, a regular white toilet, solid service vanity countertop with integral sink, recessed medicine cabinet with light, ceramic tile floor, finished with painted walls, trim and ceiling. Hey, guess what they didn't talk about there? They did not talk about putting a new vanity cabinet in there. They did not talk about doing any work to a damaged subfloor. Didn't talk about putting in any new electrical. So you're just putting in a cheap tub. That's not a cast iron tub. That's a porcelain steel one. Not very nice. $27,164 if you're going to write a check for that. Now let's get... Close to what most people are doing here is what they call their upscale. So you're going to add another 35 square foot bathroom to the bathroom to 100 square feet. So you're going to add a little bit to it. Maybe you're taking something out of a closet, a little more realistic. You're going to move all the fixtures around, 42 by 42 inch shower in the corner, ceramic tile walls, accent strip, recent shower caddy. Okay, pretty no normal stuff. Frameless glass door which if you noticed before, that wasn't on there. Uh, freestanding soaker tub. All right, so you got a little more of a master bath situation here. High-end faucet, stone countertop, two sinks, two mirrored medicine cabinets, lighting, you know, um, enclosed, you know, toilet area with one-piece toilet, exhaust fan, which is code almost everywhere, you know. So basically, you're looking at ceramic tile on the floor, you know, general lighting that you're doing in there. Uh, custom cabinetry, uh, okay, in-floor heating. They're saying that. Wow, that's a lot. And that's $82,000? I'll be honest, I think that's low. I think that's low. So that's, um, well, if I look over here on the West Coast, they're saying it's 93, but you see where I'm going. I don't think you're going to get that done for $82,000. That's probably going to be out there. When you start putting it in, because really, you got to think about it. With By the time you're putting that shower in and you're putting the tub in and all the rest of the stuff in there, $82,000 probably isn't going to be what it costs. Now, here's another one here, too. This is a common one. I want to talk about this in the bathroom side of things. What happens if you're going to go into your parents or maybe you or your grandparents and do a universal design shower? That's going to make it more ADA-type compatible for somebody with uh, limited abilities. You know, maybe you're putting in some towel bars, you know, some bars to hold up, that kind of thing. So let's chat about that for a second. So that's an interesting one. Universal Design is going to take that uh, 
five by seven space, which is what we talked about. You're going to make it a wheelchair accessible and a shower, basically. You're going to replace the toilet with a comfort height fixture. You're going to go through and, um, wow, walk-in shower, curbless, adjustable shower head, fold-out seat, mixing valve. So you've got a few things going on here. Uh, radiant heat, you know, below the, oh, luxury vinyl tile flooring, so you're not putting tile in. Uh, so you're putting in some handles, LED lights, heated light, night light, nice fan, ceramic tiles in the walls with uh, some stripes in it, you know, a little bit of detail to it. So you've got uh, nine towel bars that can support up to 250 pounds. And uh, basically it is a ADA style basic space. And they're saying that there is 45 grand. So that's something to think about there. That's probably, again, right in there where you're going to be. So that's, uh, yeah, 42,105. So that starts to add up. Now, here's where it gets crazy. If you want to do an addition to that bathroom where you're going to add to and make that bathroom larger, that gets pretty interesting as well because um, that, you know, if you're going to add a basically a new 100-square-foot bathroom, basically, over maybe it's over an existing master bathroom, over crawl space, um, Oh, no, that's actually, sorry, I stand corrected. That is over the um, a new space. So if you're going to add that bathroom on, if you're going to do that add-on, they're saying that's going to be at about $114,000. So if you're going to add that on the back, just do a master bathroom because maybe you've got that 50s house that has that little tiny bathroom and you're just going to add one on. About 114000 bucks is what that costs. Now, here's the crazy one here. If you're going to do the master suite edition where you're going to add on that bedroom and the bathroom anywhere from mid-range to upscale, the mid-range is 175,000 and get this, the master suite edition that's upscale, $356,000, 357 almost. And if you do that on the West Coast, it's $413,000. Mind blown at how expensive that is. Of course, you can spend a little less money by doing it yourself, but that's kind of where you're going to be with doing this and, uh, you know, cut it down by half except for the stonework and probably hire the tile workout if you want it done right, unless you're really experienced at doing it. All right, we come back. Let's talk windows and siding. What's that cost? Just as soon as Around the House returns. I want to personally thank you for being an Around the House listener. This show is supported by advertisers and listeners like you. I was asked by members of our audience to open up for a way to people say thank you and to help fund future episodes of Around the House. We now have a way to do that, and that's buy me a coffee or a drink. Just look at the episode notes in your podcast player, and you'll find a link to buymeacoffee.com forward slash ATH Eric G. And thanks again for listening to Around the House.
to the Around the House show. This is where we talk home improvement every single week. Thanks for joining us. Hey, if you're catching us on the radio for the first time, you can find out more about us at AroundTheHouseOnline.com, and you can catch the podcast anywhere you catch podcasts. We've got just about every podcast player out there, and we've got about 900 episodes out there for you to take a look at back in the library. Now, here's where we're going to dive into on what does it cost today? We already talked about kitchens and bathrooms, and here we're going to try to make sense of the windows and siding issues out there. Now, let's be honest. There are a lot of great contractors out there doing windows and siding. There are also a lot of door-to-door salesmen out there, which in many cases can be a big problem. They're the ones that knock on your door. Oh, I was in the neighborhood just doing your neighbors down the street. And uh, if you sign right now, you've got a 40% discount. But if you don't sign tomorrow, the discount's over. As soon as a company says that to me, they're done. That should be one of your biggest signs. And the one thing with window and siding companies is it's something that has a lot of complaints online with because if they're not flashing that window correctly or they're not doing it right, that can get to be a big problem because it takes you a number of years before it gets caught. And that can get really expensive for you because, well, now you've got rot damage that shouldn't have happened if you had the right installer. So let's talk about windows here. So they call this window replacement vinyl. And so they're saying the national average is here, $20,482. And you're like, all right, that's a lot of money. What's that for windows? So if we start getting into that window discussion, and this is where it kind of gets interesting when it comes to vinyl windows, because, you know, windows are something that's, all they're not all created the same. You could have cheap vinyl ones. You could have nice ones. So what are they saying here? Replace 10 existing three by five foot double hung windows with insulated low-E simulated divided light vinyl windows with a custom color exterior finish, trim exterior to match, do not disturb existing interior trim. So with that, it gets to be pretty expensive. That's 20 grand for that. So what happens if we go to wood? Now, this is where it gets a little interesting. Same thing. You got 10 existing three by five windows, Same kind of deal. You're not disturbing the trim. That adds about another $4,000 to your window price. So about $24,388. Okay. That gets interesting. And, you know, with cost versus value, and this is taken from the cost versus value report here, I'll be honest, um, those numbers seem a little close because a lot of the wood windows that I've seen out there they're a little bit more than just 4000 bucks, but you know, you could be, could be a find a good deal, but this is where I'd be careful with. Now, here's what I don't like about this in the list. It doesn't talk about flashing it correctly. It doesn't take it about removing the exterior trim and making sure that that window has got metal flashing, flexible flashing, all the things that need to be done for that to be done correctly. So let's talk about siding. Now, if we dive into siding here, this is where it gets a little interesting. So siding. If you want to do fiber cement, they call that $22,093 nationally, where versus vinyl is $18,662. So about $3,500 difference between those uh, on average for the same space. So what is what are they talking about here with the siding? 
So the fiber cement is 1,250 square feet of existing siding with new fiber cement siding. Factory primed, factory painted, and installed to manufacturer specs include factory trim at all openings and corners. Man, that sure doesn't talk about putting up new house wrap. Doesn't talk about painting it. That's saying that you're going to use the pre-finished stuff. But sometimes that's not always the best chance to, to do that right because you're now caulking it in. And that's with the, the, the pre-finished stuff. So, okay, that gives you an idea at least what you're talking about. And it takes the painting calculation out of it. So we don't have to count that painter in there. Now, siding replacement vinyl. I'll be the first to tell you I'm not the biggest fan of vinyl siding. In my area growing up and working in remodeling, the problem that I had with vinyl siding is, is and these are my personal complaints, is in the wintertime when it got cold, it damaged really easy. It got brittle. So a little bit of hail, somebody getting a snowball fight, all of a sudden you got busted up vinyl siding. The other thing that happens with it is as it ages, it gets chalky. It's vinyl. It's plastic. So it gets this kind of funky, chalky color on it that you almost have to clean and put conditioners on every few years to keep it looking good. But the problem is if you damaged one of these, then you've got a problem because now you're putting on a piece that's maybe not exactly the same color. And with the concrete siding that we were talking about, the composite stuff over there, if you want to repaint the house, you paint the house. Vinyl siding, you really can't paint it very well. And if you do, you run into a ton of problems. Such as, if you paint vinyl siding a darker color, even with the vinyl siding paint, many times with the heat of the sun, it will melt and fall off the side of the house. So you got to be very careful of that. So always when you're painting vinyl, you have to go lighter, not darker. And then what can happen is if you're in an area that gets a significant cold and, you know, summer heat, when you paint it, it will expand and contract. So you're going to have all these stripes where the overlaps are, because as it shrinks up and it gets colder, you'll start to see those. And then you'll have to go back and touch it up, but then it's too cold to paint. So something, it can be a hot mess. It can be a hot mess, even using the correct paint, because that stuff does move. And then, uh, geez, you know, the, the, Fiber cement siding, much better. That'll hold up. Now, again, you got to have this stuff installed correctly. My, my little brother has a house that he had built in, uh, well, Tri-Cities, Washington. That had a big windstorm come through, 70, 80-mile-an-hour winds. They didn't install the siding correctly on his house, so he lost a fair amount off one side of his house of that fiber cement siding. It's because the installer came in, and it was, you know, of course, they shot the siding in through the OSB, but completely missed the studs. So a little bit of wind blew it right off the side of the house. So this is where having the right installer makes a huge difference and using the right nails and finish, to, you know, to do it. And then you got to really follow the instructions with that as well. Because if you go through and caulk that incorrectly, you got a hot mess down the road. And that's where you got to really watch out for it. Hey, since we got a couple of minutes here, let's dive into one more subject. That kind of gets us through the siding there. I want to talk here about decks because that's another one. What does a deck addition cost and a wood one? So composite wood versus deck. Composite, 24677 and 19248 So what are they talking about between those two? Now, if I go back up here to the list, 
We start talking about deck addition wood. They're saying add a 16 by 20 foot deck using pressure treated joists supported by four by four posts, anchored to concrete piers, install pressure treated deck boards in a simple linear pattern, include built in bench, planter the same decking material, stairs, rails, you know, three steps to grade, uh, provide a complete railing system using pressure treated wood posts, railings, and balusters. I'll be honest, no one's doing that anymore. No one's doing pressure treated or it's rare because most people are going to composite at that. Now, pressure treated, that's obviously more of a Southern thing, because if you do that here in the Pacific Northwest with our pressure treated and uh, that outdoor wood kind of has a funky look to it as well as our uh, pressure treated for you know, for ground contract has those little indentations on it, much different than uh, the Eastern or Southern U.S. pressure treated. So it's a little bit more that way. Now, if you go to the 16 by 20 foot composite, they're using uh, pressure treated joists, four by four posts, composite deck, keeping it simple, bench planter, you know, composite railing. So all of that, I'll be honest. I think uh, doing that in the composite is the smarter way to go because that starts to get really expensive on the maintenance because though they don't talk about it, they're not talking about finishing that deck. They're just talking about building it. So you're gonna have another few thousand dollars on the wood there to do that. So all of a sudden those things start to get really close. When you start talking about the deck 19 to 24, that's going to be really close. All right. When we come back, let's talk about roofing. Cause that's an expensive one as well. We'll do that just as soon as around the house returns. around the house show we've been talking everything about your home today as we do every single week thanks for joining us hey if you're catching us on the podcast don't forget we've got almost 900 well, actually more today than 900 episodes out in our Wayback machine and you can find that on the podcast over around the house online.com now apple podcast only puts 300 up there about 299 but if you go back over to Around the House Online, you can find the 900-plus episodes over there on our podcast player. That's where we've got all the different subjects. So if you're looking for something you want to learn more about, we've got great interviews, new products, everything else over there that you can check out. Because we've had a lot of great people over the years come through this show, including what will be coming up next in our next interview. Now, I wanted to talk about roofing here, and uh, this is something that I think is really important. You know, asphalt shingles and metal are the two things we're going to be talking about today. Now, when I'm talking asphalt shingles, I, I can't say this enough. Finding that right contractor when you're having somebody do it is key. And one of my favorite ways to find the right contractor is to, of course, find somebody that did a great job for friends and family that you've seen their work. But I also like to see them when they have been trained by the manufacturer. So if it's Owens, Corning, GAF, whoever it is, I love to see it when they're certified installers. That gives me an idea that the company says, hey, these people have been trained and they know how to put this stuff in. So you're going to get a good project. So let's talk about it here. So roofing's gone up and um, 
I think it's even higher than this right now, but this is where it is today on this list. Right now, roofing replacement, asphalt shingles, average price in the U.S., $31,535. And so you go, okay, what is their list of roofing? So remove and dispose of existing roofing to bare wood sheathing. So you're going to strip it down. Installs 30 squares of minimum 235-pound fiberglass asphalt shingles. So that's a 25- or 30-year shingle with new 30-pound felt or equivalent synthetic. Underlayment, galvanized strip edge, mill finish aluminum flashing. Assume a rectangular hip roof, custom flashing at two average-sized skylights, and custom cap treatment at a vented ridge. So I don't see here of them putting what many places will require as a, as a uh, you know, ice and water shield. That's going to be more, um, you know, that's a pretty bare 30-year roof there that what they're saying. Um, I'll be honest. I think if you're going to spend that kind of money, you might want to step it up a little bit and put a little bit better roof on it. If you're going to be there for a while, it's going to make a difference, especially if you're in high wind or if you've got, you know, harsh winters, hail. These are all things that are something to very, you know, you should be really thinking about when you're coming to roofs. But you want to make sure that they've done all that correctly. So that's a pretty decent idea there. But I think you want to do an upgrade and make sure that they're doing that to code because in many areas, that's not up to code because you need to have that ice and water shield down there. And that is something that can be really handy. And in Florida, that's not anywhere near to code. So that's uh, something to think about there. It's going to be more expensive for our Florida listeners. Now, that's 31535 If we're going to go to metal, 51436 What do they call a metal roof? So you're going to uh, remove and dispose of existing roofing to bare wood sheathing, install ice barrier membrane at roof perimeter, premium grade synthetic underlayment over roof, install 3,000 square feet of pre-finished standing seam metal roofing with matching preformed accessories, including drip edge, gable trim, vintage ridge for flashing, Assume a rectangular hip roof, custom flashing at two average size skylights, custom cap treatment at a vented ridge. So my question there, of course, is always going to be, what are you doing as far as building that up? Many of these metal roofs, they want you to have kind of a of a new strip system where they're held up off that roof. So you've got um, some airflow and ability, if water does get around it, for it still to sheet underneath it and go down. So there's lots of different ways with that. That's not included in this pricing. And of course, that is just 30 squares of roofing. So it's not a lot. It's just kind of an average small house. So something to consider with that. And, uh, you know, average Pacific price range for that, that metal roof goes up 8000 to almost $60,000. So something to think about. Roofing can be expensive. Get those. Make sure you get those quotes out there and uh, make sure you understand the material that's going up there and uh, you're getting those gutters and everything else taken a look at at the same time because that's all stuff you want to be doing. Now, let's talk about a couple other things here that are on this list that uh, we haven't got to and I was hoping that we could get to today. And uh, I think there's really good value here for some of this stuff. If you look... And let's talk about this for a second, because this is the important part of this. Cost versus value. We've been talking this whole time about cost, right? Let's talk about the value part of it. 
So that roofing replacement, the cost, 51436 The resale value, if you turn the south the next day, 28196 So that's only a 54.8% return. That gets interesting right there. Now, you know, in the past with these things, and this is where it gets fascinating to me, the cost recouped, there were things that you could do on this list in years past where your cost recouped would be above what you paid for it. So you could have something that had 110, 120% return. And those days on this list are not this year. What is our best return here? Manufactured stone veneer on the front of the house, 91.4% return. What's next? Minor kitchen remodel. That's that little fluff and buff. Everything else on this list is under, oops, sorry, except for the garage door replacement at 93.3%. Everything else here is under 70% of the return. Man, what are some of the ones that have the least amount of return? Upscale Master Suite Edition, 46.3%. So you don't even get 50%, 50 cents on the dollar returned on that. Now, there are exceptions to this, and I, I want to put the asterisk here, is that if you have a house that only had one bathroom, and you're trying to make this a four-bedroom, two-bath from a four-bedroom, one-bath you are going to get a higher return off of that because that house is more marketable to many people. But if you've already got that, you know, four bedroom, two bathroom or two and a half bath, they're saying that if you add that on, you don't get that same return. And I I can understand that. But a lot of these things that are not curb appeal aren't paying you back. You know, a lot of these things, bathroom additions are, are low, if I go through here, the uh, big kitchen model, low. And then you get up into the windows replacement siding. You're in the 60s. If you look at roofing, ah, it's in that 50s. So just something to think about on what the cost versus value is. If you're doing this to sell the house, unless it's trashed, you might not be getting all that dollars out of that. And that's something to think about. Another thing here too, like we were talking about the garage door replacement, uh, average cost there at $4,041. Uh, entry door replacement for a steel one. So that's going into buying your $400 steel door. They're saying that's a $2,200 and six, $2,206 for that. And if you're doing that big fiberglass front door where you got side lights and doors, double doors maybe, and it's that grand entrance, that's 10556 bucks. Ouch. That's a lot, and you're still not getting a lot of that money back. So that adds up really quickly, and it's something to think about. So that's a 3068 door. You know, you got the dual side lights. You got to move some electrical. You're doing some stuff there. New trim, new casings. They're saying that uh, a one-day work is ten grand for that. 
Well, I hope today this has kind of helped you understand what some of the costs are out there for any of that. If you got any comments on it, head over to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Send me a message or you can head over to our Facebook page, Instagram or Twitter, and you can message me there for more information. Now, this is great. This information you can find at cost versus value. And uh, they have a great set of numbers over there that you can take a look at. And uh, those guys are owned by Zonda Media. Thank you for providing this great information because I think there's a lot of stuff here. For more information on what it costs in your area, head over to costversusvalue.com and you can put in your zip code, your area, and uh, give them your email address and they will give you access to this for free, which is pretty cool. You're just going to get on their mailing list, which isn't too bad. But uh, that's where you can get that information. All right, everybody, we got a great interview ahead. You don't want to miss this one. This is going to be a great discussion. Thanks for listening to Around the House. We'll see you in a bit. Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.